I know more curse words than I do actual words. Be advised. Hey y'all, I'm Jen. I'm from Oakland and I'm an androgynous, black, lesbian feminist and a lover of all black people. This is Darren. I'm an asexual novelist, researcher, and bona fide comic book fanatic from the widest part of Southern California. Orange County. We're queer millennials with three kids and nearly 20 years of marriage. This is a podcast about the realities of blackness, adulting, and relationships. This is That Black Couple. Hello. Hi. Why do you sound so chipper? It's been a long time. It's been a long ass time and I've been getting more sleep. So I sound chipper too, but you just can't tell because I'm high. <laughs> so you're mellow. Mellow. You're, you're chipper, but mellow. Chipper, but okay. mellow. Y'all, it's episode 41 of season three of That Black Couple. We're we, back. We made it. We made it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's almost Halloween. I want y'all to go grab some hot apple cider. So like, okay. I have to make an admission because this is a safe space, right? Always. Okay, so we grew up in California. Mm-hmm. Hot apple cider was not really a big thing for us. No, because it's too hot. It's too fucking hot. You can't drink that. Like hot chocolate, hot apple cider. Like there's not a lot of occasions where you can drink that because we have sun. Right? It's like what? 60 degrees at the coldest. You're like, ooh, right. burr. Christmas is hot. Thanksgiving's hot. So we drank Martinelli's apple cider. We was like, mmm. That like, was the shit. That was the shit. But it was always cold. So then we moved to Chicago and people was like, oh my God, apples. And we were like, what, what's the big deal? They're like, have you been to the apple farms? And we're like, no, um, <laughs> is that a thing? Black people, like blackity black people are like, I'm about to go pick these apples. And I didn't realize that this was like a, a cultural thing all over the Midwest and even here in upstate New York. Mm-hmm. And the other day I was teaching my students and, uh, you know, I'm very, very black students, very, very black. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going apple picking this weekend. And my student, who's a very black student, he, he has a lot of names and some of them start with D.E. or L.A. Oh, my God. I'm just trying to give you a context. This is a black man. <laughs> He's black. <laughs> <laughs> Please continue. You know what I'm saying? Like Damarian, mm-hmm. LaShawn. Demario. Yeah. 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 And he was like, hey, uh, you going apple picking, but uh, is the apple picking good up here? I was like, what does that even mean? I don't know how to answer this question. I was like, and I'm looking at him, I'm like, what do you mean by that? He's like, you know, I'm from Michigan, so, you know, our apple picking is lit. I was like, what are you talking about? Like, it's apples at a farm. He said, yeah, but they got to have other stuff, too. I was like, oh, no, they got fritters. They got apple. He said, they got the donuts. I was like, yeah, they got the donuts. He was like, okay. Okay. <laughs> I was like, this is a real thing. Y'all are really invested in apple picking. It's a, it's a big deal. People because, wait all year for this. Because they don't have shit else to do. True. I'm so sorry about, I'm so sorry to this Midwest. No shade but shade. I'm so sorry to this upstate. Y'all don't have nothing else to do. Y'all don't have nothing else to do. But walk around outside in the cold, and, picking up apples and pick off up, the ground. And pick up apples that you could have bought at the store. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And you, and And... I mean, I don't really do that part, but I'm pretty sure you're overpaying for the apple. Right. Like, if you had gotten it from the store, they would have been cheaper and closer to the house. Listen. And, you know. 
no. expected. I'm mm. not going to sit here and be elitist. I'm going to be honest about this. Apple's like my favorite dessert flavor, so I'm not mad at all. When we go to them apple farms, I'd be like, listen, I want the fritters. I want the pie. I want whatever's fried with a strudel cover on top. I want the donuts. And I don't even eat sweets. And I want the alcohol, too. I want the apple beers. I want the apple cider beers. I want the apple with the stuff on the side that look like apple sauce, but it's chunkier. I don't care what it is. Give it to me, right? Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is that y'all don't have shit else to do. <laughs> and I'm grateful to y'all for having this to do, but also y'all don't have shit else to do. And I just wanted to say that because this is a safe place. It's, don't it's safe don't, space. don't DM me. Don't send me no messages, okay? I don't want to see nothing on Twitter like, oh my God, you don't like that. That's not what I said. I just said y'all don't have shit else to do. Two things can be true. And y'all know it's true. Don't, y'all know don't it's lie. true. Don't lie. Because if you was busy, you wouldn't be picking the apples. Somebody else would be picking them and you would just go get them out the bag. Anyway, have a seat, y'all. With your apple cider. <laughs> <laughs> this is that black couple. I'm Jim. And I'm Darren. And before we get started, I want to make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at that BLK couple on Facebook at that black couple and look us up on the internet at www.thatblackcouple.com. And as you already know, you can stream our episodes everywhere, any place they have podcasts. You can find us there and you should listen to us on multiple platforms. If you have access to multiple platforms, that means Google Play. It means um, Apple Podcasts. It means Stitcher. It means SoundCloud. It means all of those places. Go there, listen, rate, subscribe, comment, thumbs up, whatever the platform provides. If it's positive feedback, please give it to us. Please. Now let's go. Let's go. I'm so excited to be back. Okay, so this is a rundown episode. This is another rundown episode. What that means is y'all may have noticed you didn't get an episode from us in September. And we're sorry. And why didn't we get an episode in September? Don't start your shit with me. What? Why? Why did we not find time? Let's go to segment one. First things first. Yeah, that's I know. And if you look, if you look in the notes that I put together for today's episode, <laughs> um, I wanted to address that. What? Why? Why didn't anyone get an episode in the month of September? Because we didn't record it. I know, but why didn't we record? I mean, I don't know. He you was know, traveling too much. We'd be really busy. You know, yeah. we got busy lives. We got a lot going on. But you know, we usually find time because you wanted to have three kids. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, but you know that's been pretty consistent the whole time we've had the podcast. Because so I don't think wanted, that changed. You wanted both of us to have a full time job. Yeah, same. That that also has been consistent the whole time that we've had the podcast. <laughs> so I'm just trying to figure out what was different. Say what the fuck you got to say, Darren. So so in September, <laughs> we celebrated another year. Yes. Of you being on this green earth. Yes. Yes, uh, yes, it was my birthday month. And, and we were all excited about it, and it was great. Yes. And, and you had yes the brilliant idea Yes, to celebrate the whole month. The entire month. I've never done it before. So how many weekends did you spend in this household? One. One out of what, four weekends? Five. Oh, out of five. Sorry. Out of five weekends <laughs> of September, only one of them. <laughs> Were you actually home? <laughs> Correct. Only actually were you in the, the county where our home resides. And how many how many 
Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays, you spend in the house. See, well, that's what we're not going to do because uh-huh, 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 because uh-huh. I'm a grad student. And, no, 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 no. We want to talk about business and and you know we that's, that's, we want to talk about that's an agreement. mothers. That's an, that's an agreement that we made. We want to talk about mothers. You know, you were like, I support you. I love. I you. I love you so much. You know, I want you to go. I want you to get that dreams. get that MFA. Get get that piece of paper. Oh my god, I'm so you know, excited about this. Go do it. And yep. and, and I said, oh, it's going to be so hard. Because and I said, you know what? I'm here for you. I'm going to be gone. Every week I'm going to be gone yep. for a couple of days. Like, mm-hmm. are you sure? Like, that's going to be a, a lot of a burden for yep. our whole family that's to exactly bear. And you were like, you know what? You know what? We are here for you. We, we are said. one. We, we are together for, we are here for I each other like at all times. Partner. Amazing uh-huh. partner. And so again, something that didn't change. Yeah. Been consistent over the last yeah. year. So, you know, that's not really something we can chalk up yeah. to why you and know, then, we didn't and record. And then my birthday came around. I said, I want to celebrate every weekend. And you said, and said you know what? You do it. You said, you know what? I love you, girl. You do that. You reclaim your birthday. Because mm-hmm. we're both supportive partners. So yeah, that's what, you're not going to invite me on this podcast. I want y'all to hear what he trying to do. <laughs> I want y'all to hear what this motherfucker trying to do. This nigga been with me for twenty years. You see how he tried to come and Listen, get me out. I didn't. I didn't say. I didn't say there was anything wrong with it. In I September, did, I didn't say that I wasn't supportive. In the September, the year of our Lord Beyonce, I was gone every single weekend except for one, and Darren's ass was gone every single midweek. <laughs> Except for one, it so was, we were not seeing each other. Listen, we weren't, and and as we just noted, as you all already know, we yeah. are we are parents, and we have three children. It, we was tag team. It was tag. It was really like you come in tag team. It was some WWE. You know, we did the Shawn Michaels, Brett Michaels. We mm, definitely was I like. Think, I think there was a day where like we like you were coming in and I was leaving, and we actually didn't see each other. Yes, that happened. Like I was, I was commuting. I dropped home kids off, and I went and to the you airport. Were out. Yes. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, I saw you that day on my phone via video. Yes. And just, and just, just you know, just so everyone knows, a lot of times people ask, "How do you do it? Oh my God, y'all doing so much." That's how we do it. That's Crazy how we do shit it. Like that. It was, Crazy it was, shit like it was that. Out of our, we, I don't, I don't want to do that again. I don't want to do that again. Um, I did it, and I'm done. I'm 38 years old. I'm too fucking old for that shit. That's I'm never much. spending that many weekends outside of my house in one month ever again. I don't really know what. Much. I don't know why you condone that. You okay? I am the Virgo with the Pisces moon and the Aquarius rising and the Aries black moon Lilith. You are supposed to ground me. But listen, I I am the Taurus sun and the Capricorn and, moon and the Libra ascendant. See. I was like, you no. know what? Your your birthdays have been jacked up. I am the Aquarius almost your entire attendant. life. You are supposed to ground me, and sir. And that's what I did. I said, I'm gonna hold it down for you. No, while you're out in these streets, y'all. He let me. He let me lean to my own devices. Listen, I went to the grocery store. I planned meals for her to cook when she came back. That did happen. She didn't even have to plan them. I planned them out that's and true. got all the ingredients. You did a great job. But I, all I'm saying is, don't do that shit again. And here's the thing: we made it through. we made it through i'm in one piece i think we are we are here it's been a couple weeks it took us you know about two weeks to recover i ain't never been so tired in my life (laughs) but we're here i said why am i sleeping like this you know what also you know what we also managed to touch on in the midst of all of that what that telfar rainbow drop (laughs) i still managed to buy three fucking telfar bags i went to montreal i went to toronto i went to philly i went to new york city i saw museums i walked around i ate 
food. I went to Austin last weekend. Let's not even talk about the fact that I skipped one weekend and then still went to Austin and went to yeah. Austin City Limits. I saw Six Lack, aka Black. I call him Six Lack. Some people call him Black. You call him what you want to. I saw Jasmine Sullivan. I saw Arlo Parks. I saw James Blake. I saw Red Hot Chili Peppers. I have done so many things in the last six weeks of my life. And still bought some Telfars in, in the midst of and it all. And still bought Telfars and still teaching graduate students. I'm out here applying for grants for my third book. I gave a talk at UT Austin for my third book. Listen. Listen, bitch. We're so, tired is what she's saying. We are tired. We're tired. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like we're not tired. But in the midst of all of that, again, a lot of stuff, a lot of big mm-hmm. things were happening in the world. Mm-hmm. And we, we like to report on them. To y'all, we like to give you our kind of view and our slant on things. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it would be doing you all a disservice if we just acted like those things didn't happen and we didn't respond. I just The other thing I want to talk about is, is you know, we said there's a lot that's been going on. A and, lot. And one thing we've been talking about a lot over the last couple of months is the stuff that we're doing on the business end. Mm-hmm. Now there's a lot kind of going on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And I just, I want everyone to also kind of realize that some of those things are not coming you know, to the fore. Some they of those things are. are coming up above surface. Yeah. And I think everyone needs to really get plugged in with those things. The first yeah. one, your black feminist feminist book book club mm-hmm. has been going on for a couple months now. No, bro, almost a year. Dang, it's been almost a year already? <laughs> yes. Damn. I started it November two thousand twenty one. Almost a year. Yeah. But that's the thing. If you if you don't know about it, if you haven't gotten plugged in on it, this is an amazing, amazing opportunity. Go ahead and kinda like outline what that looks like. So the Black Feminist Book Club, I started it last fall. Um, It's been primarily virtual, meaning, you know, every single month we read a book. There's a syllabus posted on my website, jenmjackson.com forward slash Black Feminist Book Club. Um, And we have a very clear system. You join on Patreon. If you join on Patreon, you can get lecture notes from me every single month. So what's really dope about the Black Feminist Book Club is that there's multiple ways to get tapped in. There's my Patreon Jim Jackson, PhD. Um, you can look that up anywhere on the internet and you'll find me. Um, so there's a Patreon. You get tapped in there. There's also a monthly newsletter that I send out. You'll find it on my website. Um, there's also a, a Facebook group now, mm-hmm. Black Women's Book Club. You can get tapped into on Facebook. Um, and if you just follow along on my Instagram and my Twitter, you can find out what's happening with the Black Women's Book Club and how to get tapped in. If you just want to read the books, right? I have a whole syllabus posted on my website. And you're just like, what are they reading? What are we what, what are we talking about this month? You can just get tapped into my website. Now, um, you know, I also want to move into some other stuff too. Like, mm-hmm. like mm, talking to people like virtually. And that's coming too. Yep, and that's and that's why I really think it does it really behooves you to kind of plug get plugged in now, get plugged in on socials, following uh Colored Convos Media on social, uh following us on our socials, um and, and kind of keeping up to date as to what's happening. I know one of the big initiatives that we're working on right now is for um coming up in the next but by the end of the year, actually, we'll be mm-hmm. starting. We're gonna be doing author talks. That's it. Our first author is going to be the very distinguished. Dr. Jen M. Jackson. I'm so sick of your shit. <laughs> you are so annoying. Yes. So, so I've done a couple things, you know, with like colleagues and stuff on Instagram Live, but this will be a formal author talk that we're going to start having through Color Convos Media, um, and it'll be affiliated with the Black Feminist Book Club. 
And it'll be an opportunity just to sit and ask questions and talk about publishing and talk about, you know, pitching and how to find an agent or whatever people have questions about. So um, I think I'm going to do that in November. And then starting in December, we're going to just start having authors at least once a month. Mm -hmm. Um, We already have someone confirmed for February who's a pretty dope ass pretty big um well-known author heavy hitter like national book award level um we also have a really dope individual with a really great book um coming in the spring who we have confirmed already so we have some like we got some dope people coming for these author talks um and the way to get into them without having to pay the registration fee is to get tapped in on patreon either the color combos media patreon or my patreon to get tapped in in any of our programming we do writing uh, programming over the summer any of that will get you in ahead of the game you'll get the registration link before it goes out to the public um, which means you will not have to go through all the hoops and loops that other people will have to go through and you'll get some extra you know fringe benefits as well yeah like i give away a book every single month yep every, every single month. month i pick a winner from my patreon and give them a book for free every month every month some people got it for twice already like get over there come on come on This podcast is supported by generous donations from our patrons and listeners. Become a supporter today by heading to www.patreon.com slash othercombosmedia. You can stream the show on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud. When you listen, please consider hitting that heart button, sharing, giving us a five-star rating, and leaving some dope comments. This helps us with our paid drinkings and gets more listeners for the show. Thank you so much. All right, we're back. Mm-hmm, we're back. It's time for segment two of today's episode. Lord Jesus. And, you know, like we said, we're catching up on some stuff. We were a little bit behind. A little and, bit. You know, a little bit. And there was some big news. Um, things dominated the news cycle. Um, the probably biggest one was the passing of Queen Elizabeth II. Yeah, she did. She passed away on September 8th. She super did. Um, and the question I just really want to ask is... You going to start right there? What? Go ahead. What? Go ahead. No, go ahead. We, you know, we're we talking about the, the Do what the you got to do. No, talking, go ahead. You know? Go ahead. The, the question I'm, I'm just asking is, you know, who really cares about the Queen? Oof. You know, to me, to me, to me, part of this is like celebrity culture, like... When like celebrities die, like we're supposed to all collectively mourn them. Hold on, and stuff. let me let me like this blunt real quick. Hold on. Yeah, you might need it because it's only going downhill from here. Uh, but like you know, like when when celebrities die, like mm-hmm. Angela Lansbury died recently, and I'm like, oh, that's really sad. That was sad. Like, and we're all supposed to collectively mourn them. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, why are we also all supposed to collectively mourn the passing of the Queen? Because white supremacy. I mean, here's the thing. I'm not going to sit here and say that she was just a terrible person just that just wreaked havoc on the earth. Why not? Because because here's the thing. She did, she did a lot of charitable things. Oh, my right? God. Listen, so did listen, Hitler. Listen, listen. Let me, here, let me. I'm sure Hitler fed some kids. <laughs> let me just. Wow. Let me just go through the history. Real, real quick. 30 second history, right? Mm-hmm. So she was the queen regent of 32 sovereign states during her lifetime. And she was the queen regent of 15 at the time of her death. She reigned for 70 years and 214 days. That's the longest of any British monarch in history. Does that mean that 16 sovereign regions 
emancipated themselves from her over the course of her life. Mm-hmm. That's what that means. Okay, just want to clarify. Um, her reign was also the longest verified reign of any female sovereign in history. Oh, yeah. So when you think about like all those like shows that we watch and like 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 Game of Thrones type of stuff where they're like, mm. oh, look at the queen and, and they married the person. Daenerys. Like, like this is the long out of all the royals of all time. Oh, I'm so excited that she reigned the longest. Women can oppress also. <laughs> Listen, she was the patient of more than 600 organizations and charities. Oh. The Charities Aid Foundation estimated that she helped raise over 1.4 billion pounds for her patronages during her reign. That's amazing. And like I said, I said that to say, I'm not, I'm not here. I'm not here to just say that, that she was, she was just a villain. I am. You know, she was a person, you know, people have nuance and depth. A villainous person. Even when you think about stories, like any villain that's a good villain you know, nope. has good intentions or thinks that they're doing the right thing or, you know, no whatever, way. right? They're not just, just fully evil, no, right? Fuck her. <laughs> I say all that just to preface the fact of, like, she's, like, what, what's, what does the queen have to do with me, though? Like, like I feel like you go outside and you say, oh, I don't really care about the queen dying. She's and a people symbol look of at colonialism. You like, oh, my God. Like, but, but why? But She's why, the symbol of colonialism. But why, why, why do I, as a black person in America, yeah, it's a great why question. am I expected to give a fuck about? Like, I, like to me, to me, it's like people die every day. Anytime a person dies, oh, that's sad. Somebody died. But like, I don't know them. They're not related to me. They don't have no real effect on my so life. So what is the question? Because I don't, you're clearly not asking me this question because I don't give a fuck about her and I don't think we should give a fuck about her. So who, who do we, who, 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 you well, asking, you well, asking okay. a black person and an audience that listens to black people why we should have to care about somebody we don't give a fuck about. And it's because white people believe that we should give a fuck about their patrons and their saints and their life and their culture and they can expend ours and co-opt it and only use it when it's useful to them or makes them feel like they have some type of cultural capital yeah it's 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 a dominance thing it's like if i care that means everyone else is supposed to care and if it's you don't white care supremacy then i need to attack you it's called white supremacy the word you're looking for is white mm-hmm. supremacy that's that's, that's the terminology the term. is that global is global white supremacy uh angela davis <laughs> writes about this and that racial capitalism is a global phenomenon. I don't know. Fuck well, her. You know what's funny, though? Because I was, you know, in class this week, you know, because, you know, I'm a grad student. Um, On Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays of every single week, yes. Even in September. Wow, we're doing this. Yeah. We're doing this. Okay, so I was in class, um, and my teacher asked, actually asked one of the students in class because because she is british oh god and was and was asking her about racism <sighs> and like saying like hey is outside of the u.s is racism different do do y'all look at us and say wow y'all have a really terrible racism why problem? the fuck would they ask that listen i'm not I'm, listen i'm not i'm not gonna go and, and talk about what what is triggering what the full answer was but but what came out of it was she was saying like she even said she's like she's like i didn't really care about the queen and people said that she died and i was like Mm, you know like i don't like her like and that's the thing that we also have to remember like we're talking about it to me it's the same thing with trump like you say things about trump and all these people come out of the woodwork like oh, 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 oh so terrible yes. but but realistically there's a gang of white people out there too that also don't get are a you fuck. all are you all white lives mattering right now what is happening have you been off this for a long <laughs> no, time no i'm just i'm just what i'm saying yeah i don't know this man what i'm saying what i'm saying mm-hmm. is that the worst white voices tend to be the loudest ones well yes that's all i'm saying sure 
And what I'm also saying in this conversation of the queen is just like a lot of things, realistically, like even even like this whole debate and drama we're having about abortion, Mm -hmm. the majority of people agree that abortion should be legal. But we all we all sitting out here at the mercy of the worst of the white supremacists. You really think that's true? Really? That's that's true. So so this is where the, I think it's true. This is where I stand up as a political scientist and have to say something. Look, that's that's why you're here. Okay, we, we're here for your expertise. So I think what you're saying is interesting because I think if we poll people and ask them if they support abortion, then the data sure shows that they themselves would not get an abortion. But when we think about the term support, we have to think about that dynamically mm-hmm. because what they don't support is they don't support a Planned Parenthood being erected in their community. They won't donate to anything like that. They won't donate to services that help queer and trans people have access to reproductive care. So they don't actually support it. They just don't feel invested in it. And a lot of white people are able to disinvest from issues that don't personally concern them because of white privilege. Because white privilege provides an umbrella. It provides scaffolding. It provides a social safety net where they can just walk around the world. And if something doesn't apply to them, they don't have to give a fuck. Let me let me yeah, let me make sure I'm understanding what you're saying, because I think I fully agree with what you're saying. Mm -hmm. What you were saying is because of white supremacy, white, white people can sit somewhere with their feet up mm-hmm. drinking a lemonade yes you know doing whatever it is they want to do yes eating, you know mayonnaise sandwiches yes right while the world is burning around them yes and they can say that's bad i don't think the world should be burning yes but but they're not going to do nothing they're not going to piss on the exactly. fire they're not going to right they're not going to blow on until it until the fire catches their house then, then yeah it starts to burn one blade of their grass and they're like oh my god right. and that's let's why I think, organize that's why i think this bad you're kind of making a bad apples argument right now the worst white people like it's kind of a bad apples argument and my argument is that the whole oh we're back to apple orchards the whole the whole <laughs> apple orchard is fucked up right because white supremacy there are no white people who are immune from white supremacy mm-hmm. and there are no white people who do not benefit from white privilege so in essence even if even if we are talking about the worst white voices the fact that the overwhelming majority of white people still allow those white people with those extremely fringe views to control what the rest of us have to fucking do means that they are complicit in the systems that are harming us exactly 100 percent true so fuck them too oh yeah fuck them. oh yeah, uh, they're not they're not yeah fuck they're they're not your class too. fuck they're going your class <laughs> for real like <laughs> like like fuck these i don't really care and it's a fuck you too like fuck you too i will i will say hearing her talk about racism and how it is outside the u.s was very eye-opening it was very, very eye-opening. Why? Because it was to me. To me, it was it was a vantage point into into you know exactly what you were just talking about about these these you know ambivalent white people who right. just you know just step out. They're right. Like, I'm out. I'm not a part of it. Right. Because she basically said that's what it's like. It's like right. that. That's that's what their racism is. But like right. that's like a hundred percent of it. Right. Like, there's like maybe like one or two people that are like, I'm going to really actively try to do shit. Right. But the rest of them are like, oh, that's not my fight. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> exactly. And that's how we ended up sitting there watching Puerto Rico be out of power mm-hmm. the entire time we were looking at the fucking queen's funeral procession like oh my god there was a spider at the funeral did everyone see that the spider came to the funeral let's zoom in on the spider that's the thing it's it's like jackson mississippi had no water no water no water just no water women in iran are being terrorized they're they're walking around with their heads uncovered right like this is this is like 
earth changing. Brittany Griner is still in prison She's in still, Russia. And we talking about the damn fucking, spider. A fucking dead lady who was 96. She's supposed to be dead. Who was oppressing no people. No shade, but like 96, she lived a full life. Let the shit go. They're like, oh my God, what a tragic loss. Who would have thought? Me. She's 96. <laughs> Did you see her? She walks at the pace of a snail. She's fucking old. It's time to go. It let her go. I don't know why we have to mourn rich we don't. Old white people. We don't have to mourn shit. That's my mourning is political, and I refuse to mourn some shit like that. But you know what I mourn? I mourn that I didn't eat no pizza when I was in Austin last weekend. Mm. Cause they really seem like their pizza game is on. Like <laughs> New York. Has the best pizza. You had some barbecue though, right? I did. I did. See, and that's what that's what I mourned. What I mourned is that I wasn't there with you. That barbecue. But was you good. were gonna send me pictures. I had enchiladas. I had enchiladas. Ate. I had this lovely thing called a mango lada. It had dried mango on the straw that I could chew while I drank it. Oh my god, it was so good. It had chunks of mango in the ice. You, you're just gonna make me re-experience this. Oh my god, this. it was so. It was like a slushy made of mango, but it had chili, chili powder in it. Oh my god, I'm mourning that. See, that's, I'm, I'm like in my third stage of grief. Something, that's something that should be mourned. Fuck her. Like I refuse to allow any type of imperialistic tradition to dictate my, how I get to feel about something. I don't. I, well. You don't get to tell me how to feel. The thing is, that's why I wanted to talk about it. Just just to be in solidarity with anyone who might feel silenced or feel like they're not allowed to speak up or they're not allowed to feel the way that they feel. No, fuck all of them. Death is a natural part of life. Like like so many of us were like, why the fuck are we over here in America mourning the loss of of the royalty? Like we fought wars. Right. Why are we now more? Right. That's not. Fuck her in her palace. Fuck her. Fuck all fuck that. Fuck her in the horse she rode in. Huh? Like, here's the thing. They don't give a fuck when black children get killed in the fucking street. They don't give a fuck about Tamir Rice. They don't give a fuck about Ayanna Stanley Jones. They don't give a fuck about Michael Brown or Trayvon Martin. Yeah, if, if, if the queen had really been out here, if she had been, you know, talking about Black Lives Matter and, and marching the streets, okay, maybe I, I would have been like, oh, wow, she, she really was trying. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. so bad that, that we lost her, you know. Yeah, maybe. 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 Possibly. Maybe not. Potentially. Maybe, maybe not. Probably maybe not. Maybe a drip. But maybe, you know. Maybe. But realistically, if we're being really real, the protesters wouldn't have marched with our ass. Fuck her. <laughs> we'd be like, we ain't marching with fuck with the man. Her. <laughs> I just I can't even emphasize enough fuck her. I just can't I can't. <laughs> I can't emphasize and I this know, enough. I, I can already feel I can already feel the hate mail. I can already I can already feel the Well fuck oh y'all too. God. You know what? Listen. If you mad that I said fuck the queen, fuck you too. We said <laughs> what we said. I said what I said. Fuck her. Tell my dean. You can find my mom and dad, aka That Black Couple, on the web at thatblackcouple.com. That Black Couple is owned and operated by Color Combos Media. If you would like to help fund our content, sign up at www.patreon.com slash colorcombosmedia. Please consider giving us 5 or $10 per month to help us build our platform and grow our organization. You can also give one-time donations at www.paypal.me slash colorcombosmedia. All donations are welcome. Fuck you, your mama and your cousin too. Both of y'all look like hoes. And you got a big ass nose. <laughs> <laughs>
no. <laughs> Let's get that trending, y'all. Let's get it trending. Let's get it trending. <laughs> but you know what? That's honestly though, that's the energy I'm on right now. Yeah. We just finished talking about the queen. We back now for the third segment. Yeah. I'm still heated because now who we talking about is Kanye. Jesus you know, Lord. Fuck him too. Fuck Kanye West. And I'm actually more mad at Kanye than I am about this whole queen business with the fucking queen. As you should be, because he told us that Bill that the President Bush didn't love black people. And then what the fuck are you doing, Kanye? What the fuck? And you know what? He cannot keep blaming Donda. Donda's ass died. How old were we? Jesus Lord. No, no shame. The That's, loss of a parent is permanent. But I, you know I'm going to tell you from experience. There's a hole. There's a gap in your life that you never, it never, it never stops happening for you. But, but, but that can't be a reason to treat people like this for your life. That's that honestly, that's who I feel the worst for in this whole situation. Donda. This woman was accomplished. Yeah. She was smart. She was a she was a PhD. And she the way people professor. talked about her, she was a wonderful person. People loved her. And then Kanye's ass gonna go on a podcast and say he's never read any books. She is in a grave in the same doing isn't the same conversation where he's talking about the school he opened in her name. In her name. Nigga. And you saying you don't you don't you haven't read any books. It concerns me when SNL can make a skit about you and all they do is say what you just said. Mm. Don't do that. It's scary. It's scary because they do that, and then I'll be sitting there like, I gotta wait. Google it. I'm like, wait, is, are they making this right, up, or are they Google just reporting it. the actual news? Like, did he say that? And then he did say that. And it was that was what he said. He opened a school, but he don't read no books. And then, then this nigga went on Tucker Carlson. Good night, girl. Listen, went on Tucker Carlson, and Tuck, t- honestly, I watched a little bit of the interview. As you know, I tried to watch a little bit of Fox News. We're not gonna talk about this. Was even a little bit too much for me. I had to turn it off about two minutes in. I was like, this is this is gonna make me vomit. But he was talking to Tucker Carlson, and honestly, I looked at Tucker Carlson in the face, and this nigga was like. What is, he was even like, I don't know what is going on. I'm a little bit scared because so, he was saying shit that was just wild. even more wild, yeah. even more unbelievable, even more, you know, straight out the ass. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is really complicated because Kanye's been diagnosed with bipolar disorder. Mm-hmm. Right. So let's start there. Right. So he does daily struggle with mental health needs. Got it. Okay. It's a personality disorder. Got it. He also lost his mother, who he has said many times was the most important person in his life. Okay. Those two things are true. There are lots of people in this world who have bipolar disorder, who have lost parents, who are not out in the world terrorizing other people. He has been terrorizing his ex-wife. He has been terrorizing any partners that she has. He has been setting up a world around himself that I would think makes it hard for his children. He is intentionally antagonizing and stoking racial animus in the country and across the world. That has nothing to do with the loss of his mother and with having bipolar disorder. And I just want us to stop essentializing trauma and loss of a parent and mental health crises with the behaviors that we're seeing from him. That's not fair. It's not fair. There are plenty of people who have no choice but to have themselves completely together in a world that stigmatizes mental health and trauma. People who are going through all manner of trauma and and cannot walk around the street acting like Kanye West mm-hmm. because they would be in prison. But here's here's the question. Hold on. Or worse, dead. Right. They wouldn't be able to make it through. And we've seen it. We've seen it. <laughs> I've seen police officers, we've got video of this, police officers literally pull up in a mental health crisis and just shoot the person. Mm -hmm. And Kanye West is walking around and terrorizing us. 
So I want us to make sure we are not doing that. We are not about to give him no breaks. And and that's and that's the question I have for you because in all of this, especially when he had this whole thing wearing these, he had he had this this White Lives Matter shirt he was wearing with Candace Owens, and he even I looked it up he even had Lauren Hill's daughter wearing this shirt. And I'm just are like, are you kidding me? Yeah, I'm like this this feels like a personal affront to the whole diaspora was happening here, but but I'm at the point now honestly like you're saying like. I don't. I don't want to chalk this up to say, "Oh, where he's no. grieving or he has mental health." But honestly, do you do you think it's even real? I, I'm at the point now where I think he's doing all of these things on purpose. Yes, they're real. I think it's 100. percent I know if I do wilder and wilder things, I'll get more and more no, attention. I think it's real. I think I think that we we should be clear that it's real because we we literally watched Whitney Houston lose her mind in front of us. We watched her lose it. We watched Michael Jackson lose it we watched these musical geniuses these black musical geniuses who came from nothing who had very complicated parental relationships had undiagnosed or diagnosed mental health conditions that were stigmatized and then had uh, amazing success on remarkable success unimaginable success and we saw what happened Right. That that's that's a fact. We see it all the time in mm-hmm. Hollywood. And I think we quietly saw it with Prince and we didn't know it. Right. Like these people are taking medications just to close their eyes and go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Right. They're they're They have doctors who follow them on tours just so they can have a, enough um, medication on hand to calm them down so they can speak to reporters. Right. These these folks are struggling. They're really, really struggling. So so. That also links up to that piece of the interview that I saw with, with Kanye and Tucker Carlson, because he went he he started to dive really deeply into these conspiracy theories and how, mm-hmm. you know, I think he said, like, the gap tried to trap him or something right. or tried to make him look a certain way. And I was re- I, I was watching it and I just thought, is this what happens when you're a black person and you just get to a certain level of fame and status and access that you you see the puppeteer? Like you see society's puppeteers, like you, you look behind the screen and you realize how terrible and how jacked up it is. And you just you you don't recover from that experience. Yeah. I mean, I think that we keep focusing on like traditional mental health stuff and, you know, uh, traditional diagnoses. And we keep talking about grief, but we're not talking about his blackness and the fact that that inflects all of that. Right. The fact that there are certain types of mania that have only been assigned to black people like draped mania. Right. Like there are certain types of neuroses that are experienced only because you're black. Right. Like like who knows what that experience is like to be a, a, a black man in that situation? I don't know. I don't know what that's like. Who does? Very, very few people. Very few people. And this is not me trying to be like, oh, my God, what was Kanye? It's actually to say that the system, the structure, the institutions are fucked up. And also his reactions are not OK. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that the two things can be true simultaneously. Like the way he feels is valid. I'm sure that he, we don't know the types of pressures he's under. We don't know what the system is doing to him. We don't know what the system does and extracts from him. We don't know what Kanye has been through. We have no idea what Kanye has been through. We don't. That's a unique experience. We don't actually know. We don't know. We don't know. We don't, and we may never know, but we're, we're watching the reaction to, we're watching the reaction to, and we're trying to analyze without even knowing what the inputs are. Right. 
And that's the part that to me is very, very dangerous. I just think rather than us sitting here even in analyzing his reactions or him, you know, continuing to display them, he needs more people and they need to get him out of the front of everything. He needs to go to a rehab center. He needs to sit somewhere where he can actually work through and heal. And I don't know if it's, if it's drug related. I don't know if it's mental health related. I don't know if it's grief related. It might be all of those. It might be none of those. It might be something else, right? But he needs to heal. Healing is embodied, right? Healing is not just um, in a hospital when you're wearing a gown and you got an IV in your arm and you're waiting for the drugs to do what they're supposed to do and your body's supposed to create enough white cells to do this and red blood cells to do that and T cells to do that, right? That's not just what healing is. Healing is also embodied in the ways that we are able to relate to ourselves. And frankly, Kanye doesn't seem like himself. Well, and I mean, and this is, <laughs> you were talking about that and it reminded me of that that tweet that you posted. We are like, don't you feel conflicted and compelled Mm-hmm. That out of all of that, now Kim Kardashian looks like the hero. Yeah, and that is that is that is my God. That is one of the most complex things when yeah. you really really think about it because she does look like the hero. Because now in hindsight, you look at their whole marriage and you realize she was trying to hold it together. She was trying to hold it together. She actually was trying to support him and try to get him healed and raise and raise his children at the same time. Which is which is wild mm-hmm. to even think about now. Mm-hmm. 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 But but what you're saying is right. It's like he needs people, and I my, I, my fear is that we are past that stage now because yeah. he, he feels like he's at the stage now where he just he's just gonna pick the people. Well, I mean, also think about the think about what we know about gender normativity and heterosexual relationships. I imagine that he thought his people were the Kardashians. He thought his person was Kim. And rather than using his resources and his access to speak with actual healers, you know, folks who are practitioners, who are trained to help people work through whatever he's working through, he probably tried to dump all of it on her and her family Mm -hmm. and expected these women to stand in the gap for whatever it is that he's seeking help with, that he's seeking to to work through it with himself, which is why we slowly watched his demise over the course of their relationship because he's been leaning on women like his mother and then leaning on women who he's been dating and now we're watching him with no one to lean on no one he's unmoored he's unmoored he is unmoored he is he is unanchored and we're watching him just kind of float off into the ether and what and what happens when that titanic crashes into the into the, the ice that's the problem and we don't actually know because for these different folks it's been different for whitney it was different for her daughter, it was different. From for Michael Jackson. Shoot, we almost watched that happen with Mariah Carey. She had a nervous breakdown. Mm-hmm. You know, like these stars, they they be struggling, right? And it's at the intersections of race, class, gender, sexuality. Like this is absolutely rooted in the ways that we experience our own bodies and the way that the world sees us. And now he's the villain. You know, he did all that Trump stuff. And now he's the villain. You know, I, I, I don't know what, I don't know what that's like. I don't either. Yeah. I don't want to know. But, but I still got to say, fuck him. No. Yeah. Fuck him. No. But also fuck him. No. I just, I think me personally, and yeah. I think for black people in general, I think it's, it's gone too far. We got to let him go. And we like, it's, it's not, it's not our business no more. It's not, yeah. this is not for us to we gotta let him go. Cause that's the other thing too, right? The other part of this is that, you know, when people continue to, um, when people show you who you who they are, you have to believe them. Um, but also when people continue to abuse 
you know, no matter what the reasons are or their intentions are or um, what uh, put them in the situation uh, to be abusive, we have to acknowledge it's abusive. And that, that's my thing recently is is it's a choice. It's a choice. Right? Like we have, we have been screaming and yelling. We have had that guy from TMZ had a whole thing. I think Charlemagne does like ev- everyone has been trying. We've yes. all been trying. Yes. But at the end of the day, we have to all acknowledge Everyone gets choices in life. Yes. And you make a choice. Yeah. And these are things, whether it was one specific choice or it was choosing to ignore a lot of things or, or not get the help that we like, whatever yeah. it was, us being here is a choice. Yeah. And it, we didn't have to be here. No, we didn't. And it was not a choice that we made. Mm-hmm. So we we are not beholden mm-hmm. to the choice. Mm-hmm. But I also think that with, 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 with Kanye in particular, um, his choices have been so self-destructive in the last decade that um, we have to stop. We have to stop babying and we have to stop coddling and we have to stop acting like, you know, this is a kitty glove situation. He's escalating mm-hmm. and he continues to use his platform to inflict violence on women, mainly his wife, his ex-wife. Um, and he has children who are old enough to see this, who are also victims of all of this. And so if we give a shit about women and children, even if that woman is Kim Kardashian, right? If we give a shit about uh, safety of families, if we give a, a shit about people, right, who don't deserve any of the treatment, right? They don't, those kids didn't do anything. Nope. They don't deserve any of this. And if we do give a fuck about people like that, then we should be like, fuck Kanye. Thank y'all for listening. Before you go, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at that BLK couple on Facebook at That Black Couple and look us up on the internets at www.thatblackcouple.com Bye!